Welcome to Catholic Leadership for Civil Society, an intentional community of Catholic leaders. This is a space about Catholic leadership, but not for the parish or the diocese. This is Catholic leadership for the world. Stay with us and allow us to share with you a vision handed to us by the Second Vatican Council to help advance the mission of the Church. It all boils down to one idea, engaging society as civic leaders. My name is Christopher Pereira. I'm your host. My co-host, Erin Monning, is also in the room. Hi, Erin. Hi, Christopher, and good morning, everyone. Um, before we start, if you could please take the time now to ping five people, uh, five Catholic professionals that you know and follow in Clubhouse, uh, that would be great because when you do this, not only are they invited, but their friends are notified um, that they're in this room and they'll be attracted to join the room as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Erin. So we're going to introduce the topic of, of the day, and we're very excited about the topic of the day because this is the first time that uh, we go all out and shamelessly <laughs> are going to plug in our leadership development program, Tepeyac Leadership Initiative. The, the topic of the day is, is a sort of a, a deep dive into what is TLI, uh, where it came from, what it does, what the benefits of participating in the program is, uh, sort of what our vision for it is as well. And because we're going right into recruitment season for Tepeyac Leadership Initiative and we'll be taking applications for the program from October 1st to November 15th, this is going to be the topic for the rest of the month, although we'll try to approach it from different angles. Uh, hope most of you will stick around and, and learn, learn more about the program because this is something that both Aaron and I feel very passionate about. This is, uh, this is our mission. This is the message of, of the book that we're working on, which is uh, exactly what this room is all about. It's all part of the same mission. So what is Catholic Leadership for Civil Society? This weekly uh, clubhouse room that some of you are regulars of. Well, this is a space where we try, try to convey an idea an idea that is not really an original idea, but it's an idea of, of the church, an idea that comes, comes from the Second Vatican Council and that we are convinced has been neglected uh, by large, uh, by, by most of the, of the lady and the clergy included. This is just a message that it doesn't, uh, we don't hear of often enough, uh, even from the pulpit. And this is something that all of us, lay Catholic professionals, should be very aware of. This is something that we should understand. What it is that the Catholic Church has uh, told us, has um, asked of us through the Second Vatican Council. That is the, the mission of this room. And this room was created sort of as a, a sister initiative of Tepeyac Leadership Initiative. What is Tepeyac Leadership Initiative? It's the flagship uh, program of Tepeyac, Tepeyac Leadership Inc., the organization that I uh, head. And, and our mission, and our entire mission, is to form Catholic professionals for leadership in civil society. That's how our program is unique, and that's how this room is unique. And within the overarching team of, of the room every week, we have a specific topic. And the topic of today is precisely, for the first time, we're actually going to talk expressly uh, about the program itself. So what is the Bayak Leadership Initiative? And I thought this might be a good opportunity to tell you the origin story of TLI. I don't often 
uh, talk about the origin story. I do it when people ask me about it. And, uh, uh, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, you will see that it's a very interesting uh, story, especially uh, because you'll discover when I tell you about it, what it is that's going on and has been going on around in the United States for very long and why TLI exists. So I'll just dive right into it. About now, probably seven, maybe seven years ago, uh, seven, six or six years ago, the Diocese of Phoenix, I was working for the Diocese of Phoenix as the director of the Hispanic Mission Office for Bishop Olmsted, Bishop Thomas Olmsted of Phoenix. And um, as an employee of the diocese, I was sent to a, a program to participate in a community program. It was a, a, a civic leadership development program that I will not mention, I will not name. But this program, going through the experience representing the diocese, um, along with along with me were professionals from different walks of life in the community here in Phoenix, Arizona. You'll see people, I saw people from the nonprofit sector, the for-profit sector, some people in government, and, and really all, all types of uh, careers, men and women. It was a very diverse group. And we went through a five-month civic leadership development program uh, from which you probably have guessed by now that we took the template from, we borrowed the template from for TLI. Going through the program, uh, my eyes uh, opened up to the reality of civic leadership development in the United States. If you're not familiar with civic leadership development, if you have not heard of, you probably are familiar if you are a professional who's involved in his or her community, you are familiar with the several many leadership programs that are there around in the United States. Every major city has at least one, and most have two or three. And even small cities in the United States, even rural cities have these programs. These programs take on names like Leadership Philadelphia, Leadership Seattle, Leadership Los Angeles. So these programs, what they're doing is they invite professionals from different fields, from different walks of life, and they have them go through this five-month experience. Well, that's, that's the case, the specific case of the program that I went through. They actually take on different uh, shapes and, and flavors and orientations, right? Some of the programs are, la are longer in duration. Some of the, they might take uh, two years, and the meetings are maybe once a month. Some other programs are a little more intense, maybe every other week, or they have specific dates. They might last a year. The specific program that I went to lasted uh, five months. And, and what do these programs do? Well, these programs form professionals. They're all secular and really push them or, or catapult them into key leadership positions in their communities. I'm talking about programs that have been around, the concept has been around since the 70s, since the 70s. There is such a thing as the National Association of Leadership Programs. Look it up. It has about 200 members. Most of them are large organizations with large budgets, large budgets. Most of them, many of them have been around for decades. And these are the programs that are responsible for forming many of our public elected officials, but not just 
people in po politics. These programs are forming people in the for-profit and non-profit non -profit sector as well. This has been around sort of under the radar, like I said earlier, since the 70s. Okay, so these programs, um, they are being very successful at catapulting people into leadership. They're very intentional about it. They're investing a lot of money, a lot of dollars into it, right? Unfortunately, what we also discovered about six years ago was that most of these programs are forming leaders with bad values that run counter, directly opposed to Catholic teaching. Maybe it wasn't, that wasn't the case when they started, but that's certainly the reality today for most of them. There are a few exceptions. There are a few exceptions, but most of them. And no wonder you would see right now, no wonder that we have the leaders that we have in society, in the community, because most of our leaders, community leaders, leaders that sometimes go into the state or national stage, they are coming from these programs. Now you can, you're probably a little curious if you didn't know about it and you can do a little research on your own, but trust me when I tell you, because I have done the research, the programs are there. They have been around there. They're in all of the major cities. They have been around for a long time and they're forming leaders with values that ran counter to Catholic teaching. So when we saw this, when I saw this about six years ago, it was a really going through the program that I went through was a very mixed uh, an experience. It was a mixed feelings experience because it was cert I certainly learned a lot. It, it was a little frustrating because in just about every session and every topic that we covered, I found myself being the only uh, voice of faith, the only voice of reason, and 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 arguing <laughs> with most of my uh, peers, classmates. Uh, against many of the things that were being taught, so you know, I wasn't, I wasn't very popular uh, in the program, but I, I stood my ground in many of the discussions that we had. So it was, it was difficult, but I learned a lot, and I walked away from that experience with the realization that there was something going on, and that we needed to, uh, that people of faith, Catholics, needed to do something about it. Because there was, for decades, all of these uh, so-called, I say so-called because if you're not doing something constructed that's building society, you you can't really be a leader if you're not building. If you're destroying, you can't be a leader. So these so-called leaders are being, or were being formed, have been uh, formed for decades. And there was no counterweight to what they were doing. So we brought this in front of my bishop, Bishop Olmsted. As a proposal, Bishop, I asked him, this is actually not a bad thing, a bad idea. It's actually a noble concept to form leaders. It's just not being oriented right. And I think we can do it better because we could make it Catholic. Would you support me in the creation of a Catholic civic leadership development program? At that time, and, and as far as I know, even until today, there's not another program like TLI, like Tepeyac Leadership. But this is how Tepeyac Leadership Initiative was born. Initially, as a diocesan program at the Diocese of Phoenix, with the intention to form Catholic professionals for leadership in civil society, so that our well-formed leaders can go into board service, philanthropy, politics, and just 
like just in the same way that we have been uh, speaking about throughout the, the, the past weeks in this room, have a, a, a seat at the table so that we can have faithful, committed Catholic voices at all of the tables where decisions are made. I'm talking about those decisions that impact the culture, right? We're talking about the areas of education, healthcare, business, government, news media, religious liberty, human dignity, Catholic social doctrine. All of those are the topics that are uh, important for us to understand so that we can have an impact on every area of human activity or secular life. So I'm going to stop right there, but not without first mentioning that the two images of the week that the, that we selected and that you can see in our uh, Telegram group are two photographs from, from our retreat so that you can get an idea of, you know, a, an image is worth uh, a, thousand, a thousand words, right? So you can see, uh, I think this, these two images very well can relate the passion uh, of, of, of the content and formation that we provide through the program and the interest of the program participants, right? So, uh, well, anyway, that was my hope by sharing those images. But I would like, I would love to hear from Erin, who has been a participant to TLI, and she is now a Tepeyac leader. And in, this, in, the, in the room here today, we have at least five Tepeyac leaders, and, and I would love to hear later on today uh, from them as well to share a little bit of, of their experience and testimonial. But Erin, please take it away. Of course. So, yeah, this is, I'm so glad that we're talking about TLI and Christopher, you said it well. Uh, we're just, we're just kind of going all out and just no, no more secrets. We obviously are a part of this program. As you guys know, Christopher's the CEO and it's a wonderful organization and I'm so happy to be a part of it. So I'm really glad that we're taking some time to just dive deep and share a little bit more. Um, like he said, we are coming up on our application season, so um, very excited for that. But yeah, I uh, graduated from Tepeyac Leadership Initiative in 2019. Can't believe it's already been that long ago. But um, and wow, I mean, it's it's hard to kind of summarize my experience and and kind of before, during, and after it really. But I'll try my best. Um, I was I I just heard about TLI through um, someone at my uh, place of work. I work at St. Vincent de Paul, which I think I mentioned several times on here. Um, brought it up to me, saying that it would be a really good opportunity if it was something I was interested in. So I looked it up and learned more kind of about the mission and vision, um, and definitely was right up my alley. So. <laughs> I was pretty excited to um, apply and, and interview for the program. And I don't think I knew quite, like, I don't think I knew fully what TLI was really about until I was um, probably at the orientation or maybe even a, a class or two into it even further. Um, but was very grateful to be part of that class um, that year. And what I loved is that there's there's no holding back in TLI. We obviously, I think, people who come to our room frequently understand that too. That we don't really 
hold back here. We, we kind of just go for the really big topics and we talk about them in great detail and we discuss the church's teaching and how we can implement that um, in our day-to-day lives. And, and that's exactly what the program itself does. Um, and I was, I was so happy that something like this existed because I had never heard of or seen this before in, in the way that it was presented. Um, so kudos to Christopher and, and the Diocese of Phoenix for starting this program because um, it is so needed. Uh, so I was, I was very grateful because growing up as a Catholic and, and continuing to practice it in my college and young adult years, and um, I, I was looking for other people who thought like me and and actually agreed with the church's teachings and wanted to be a leader in the community and implement those teachings into our our lives and into our communities and into our work and um, organizations and all these kinds of things but I didn't um didn't know that there were other people who wanted to do the same thing so TLI really opened that door um, to a network of people who who were on the same path or on the same mission as myself um, that I didn't really know existed prior to being a part of this uh, this group and this, that the class I was a part of. So um, I think the networking aspect for me especially was huge. Um, I met so many other young Catholic professionals who were in very different fields than myself. And it was amazing because you get to learn what people are doing in their, their own fields or what they're struggling with, what their challenges are. Maybe they work in a more secular workplace. How do they, how do they combat some of the things that are happening within that environment and try to bring, you know, the truth of the gospel into that, things like that. So the discussions were very rich they were very well-rounded, and um, I learned a lot. I, I went into it with, with this kind of mindset of like, okay, I, I know a lot of this stuff. Because, um, you know, that we get a binder and we, we understand what's ahead of us. All of the topics for the classes are laid out at, ahead of time. So we understand the things that we're going to be learning um, up front. And so I kind of looked through everything, was like, okay, well, I feel like I know a lot about a lot of these, but we're just going to see how it goes. But I very quickly realized I did not know as much as I think I did (laughs) and learned a ton. And um, I'm just so grateful, again, that the, the topics are taught in a way that is true to Catholic Church teaching. And not everyone in the room always agreed with one another. And that brought up a lot of good conversation. We were able to talk through things. We were able to talk about the why behind some of the things that the church teaches and, um, and the church's standpoints on things. So it was really interesting to not have people in the room who not everyone has to or does agree with one another, but um, to hear it presented in a loving way and then to have a discussion about um, each topic every week. So um, I really appreciated the the approach and, and of the speakers and of Christopher and just the way the whole program is is presented um, and and implemented essentially for uh, its participants. So, um, and then after TLI, I think I've discussed this in some of our rooms too. Um, at the end of the program, before the graduation, you are 
asked to um, write write and commit to um, a leadership commitment that you want to uh, carry out after you graduate from the program. And everyone's is so good and so inspiring. And (laughs) um, I know several people from my class who are like currently um, acting on their, their very big major commitments. And it's so beautiful to see because that's the goal. We it's great that we go through this program for five months, but then like, okay, then it ends. So then what are you going to do? You have to have something that you're going to take with you and move forward with. And um, I've mentioned before kind of my experience with that. I think I discerned one thing and committed to one thing and God had an entirely different plan for me, which has blossomed into partnering with Christopher on all of our wonderful adventures with um, this clubhouse room, the TLI blog, the TLI Instagram, writing a book. Um, The list just goes on and it's been wonderful because I didn't know at the time that God had these things in store, but I've really been grateful that he clearly showed me like, you know what, this is what I want you to do. This is how I want you to move out of this program and into society and show your Catholic leadership this way. Granted, the thing that I committed to, I would still love to do and I have every intention of doing, (laughs) Um, but God, you know, had a different way of showing me that. So, um, and it's very, it's, it's really great because you get to not only share your commitment with your classmates, but you're sharing it with a wider audience when you graduate. And so everyone gets to be inspired by 30 plus of, of the people who have gone through this program and hear the, the amazing things that they're going to do and take away um, from their five-month experience into their own lives. So that's another thing that I absolutely love is that, you know, it's, it's not just, okay, I did this five months and then you just like let everything go. Um, there is, there's a purpose and there's a next step and there's a lot of accountability and follow up and keeping the community alive. Um, I can't tell you how many Tepiac leaders who, um, I get to talk to and interact with and invite to events and go to their events. And, you know, it's a really, it's a community. That's the other thing. You don't just graduate and then you never see or talk to these people again. Most of the people in this room um, are Tepiac leaders actually, which is so beautiful and and just another um, way that uh, is it proves that you know the community is very strong um, during and after the program. So I feel like I'm rambling now, but those are just my initial thoughts about my experience. Um, obviously would love to share more as we go along, but um, thank you, Christopher, for letting me share. Thank you, Erin. Thank you very much for you uh, and everyone that has come into TLI as a program participant. It's so beautiful to see you all blossom then in your own careers. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing that for in many instances with many of you, I can also count on you as partners, partners to continue to build TLI. And that is the case with everybody that's on the stage right now, but uh, very specifically and for uh, a very long time, almost from the beginning, um, Andres Martin, who I'm going to, I'm going to let speak next, but Andres on year two of the program became the facilitator for the Phoenix 
track of TLI when we expanded to first to California at, at our present uh, form, TLI does, does no longer have local versions of the program. Rather, we have three different, one national program available in three different time zones. So the Phoenix track of TLI became TLI Central, and Andres still is the facilitator for it. So Andres, please tell us a little bit about your experience and, and, and sort of why you're doing this, Andres. <laughs> why are you following, following uh, our vision, our mission? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Chris, and thank you, Aaron, for having me on. And Aaron, I think your um, summary of the program was just so perfect, and I think you really captured uh, what the TLI program is. And for those that hadn't heard about it before, I, I think that was just excellent. So um, hopefully it inspires them to at least look into the program more and come to um, the uh, the TLI Open House, which is October 1st. So if anyone is interested, then you can see see that um the uh, the information for that which is in person if you're in phoenix or it can be virtual if you're not in phoenix or aren't able to attend in person um yeah chris uh so the tli really for me it was a prayer that was answered it was a prayer that started back in 2014 um, when i really just felt this calling this prompting with the holy spirit that I needed to do something more. Um, I mean, I was already married. I had um, two kids at the time. And um, I, I really was just seeing um, things happening in the culture and just major shifts in the culture that I felt that I, for some reason I had to respond to in, in a certain way, in a meaningful way, but I didn't know exactly how to do that. So my prayer was, God, I, I know you're, you're calling me to something greater that I fully don't realize, but please show me what that is. And I've never been the type of person to get signs or from God or, you know, those types of things like, like major signs, you know, obviously we get signs from, from other people who speak so to other people and in the Bible and through the church and all that. But, um, really it, this came to fruition when I was out just, um, on business, um, my place of work, I was meeting with a business owner um, and we just started talking very casually about God, but nothing theologically, nothing that certainly said that I was Catholic, but something stood out to this gentleman who's a non-Catholic Christian. And he started talking to me about this program that his friend is starting. His friend's name was Chris Pereira. And he's like, I, I think you'd be really good for this program. He's like, it's a leadership program and it's Catholic and it's brand new. And he's like, there's a website too. And so he was showing me and I was like, oh, wow, that, that's really interesting. You know, not fully knowing about the program, um, just hearing about it in a nutshell. And then um, we kind of left off there. And then I looked at the website briefly and I saw um, the commitment and some of the things that it was talking about. And I was like, you know, that that sounds like a really nice program, but I'm just not sure if right now is the, the time for it. So then about four days later, I end up getting a call from Christopher Pereira and he says, hey, Andres, my name is Chris, and uh, my friend Felix, um, he told me about you, and he thought you might be a good person for this program. He's like, um, and Chris said, would you want to meet with me to hear more about the program? And at, at the time, I was a little bit reluctant because I just wasn't quite sure. I mean, having a wife and two kids and a busy working professional, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to fully commit to it. Um and so I at least was open to hearing Chris and he invited me to a lunch. And so I, I met with him and he started explaining the program. That was it, that that was God's direct sign to me, which is like the first time in my life that ever happened. But I'm so what I was asking for. And so I ended up um, 
applying for the program, interviewing and got accepted. And yeah, like Aaron said, it's just an amazing program. The, uh, the information, the speakers, um, the individuals that, that are there as well as participants that you're associating with, it just is very refreshing to know that there's an Orthodox um, Catholic program um, that is forming leaders for civil society because, again, my original prayer, it, it's because I saw the way the culture was going and these major shifts and trends. And um, it, I, I just knew that we needed something like this. And um, yeah, I, I just can't speak enough of the program and my experience with it. And my commitment, it, it did also kind of change. Um, it's still there, kind of like Aaron's, um, because I am serving on a board. Um, uh, nonprofit board, and I, I do have plans to still um, serve on a public board. But as Chris said, I'm the facilitator for I have been for TLI Phoenix for the past um, couple years, and now will be the facilitator for um, TLI Central. Um, and that's been an amazing blessing because, as a part of my original prayer, I, I wanted to do something greater, and I wanted to make a difference, and really find my mission and a greater purpose. And I mean, I, I found that through the TLI and it's been nothing short of a blessing. And even being a, a busy working professional, a husband, a father of six now, and um, serving on a board and obviously the commitment for the TLI, it, it's it's something that is very welcoming to me. Um, and also, I mean, my wife has her full support behind it because she understands it as well. And we both understand that it's something that's so needed in our culture and society. And um, yeah, I can't speak enough enough of just the work that Chris has done and uh, Bishop Olmsted and all those that have been a part of the program. Um, yeah, it's just been a blessing to me. And if if anyone here on, on the call um, hasn't looked into the program, I highly encourage you to look into the program and to pray about it. Because I think really on the hearts of everyone here, that's why we're in this room, is we see things shifting in our culture and we see this downward spiral, but there's always hope. There's always hope in Christ and it comes through his church. And we, as the members and, and the body of Christ and that call from the Vatican II, um, the second Vatican council that it, this is, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is how we can make that change and that impact. Um, but that's, that's about it for me. Thank you for your time. Andres, thank you so much for that. I'm so grateful for you, Andres, and Erin, Belinda, Cecilia. Thank you all for coming to the station, for supporting the program in the way that you do, because it, the program is not, the program is a teamwork. It's, it's a, it's, and it's really a small army of volunteers that are driving this all for God's glory, you know. And it's, it's so humbling to see the impact and the reach that TLI is having. Because, listen, let me share with you, as I continue to meet, this is recruitment season, so I'm meeting a lot of people. And here in the room is Andika, who I think I have a meeting with. We'll be meeting uh, either tomorrow or later next week to speak about TLI. There's a lot of interest in TLI. There is people from all over the world now interested in TLI because the pandemic opened up this, this window, this tremendous tremendous opportunity for, for the work that we do to, to reach Catholics, not only uh, from all over the United States, but all over the world. And I was humbled to see, to meet somebody yesterday from Pakistan, which we, we all know is, is a country where it's not easy to be a Christian. And this man who uh, who is in finance and doing well, he's a professional from Pakistan, 
he's interested in the program. And we have to really think about what time of the day we could meet because of the time, uh, um, the time zone difference. And, and the same way I have met with people from London, from Africa, from the, the other parts of Europe, there's interest in TLI from all over, all over the world. And, and it's very humbling. And we hope that God continues to lead the way. But I just want to say that uh, this is something that is happening and is growing and continues to bear fruit because of God, because the hand of God and our Lady of Guadalupe is at the heart of the work that we're doing. We're simply trying to stay out of the way. That's simply all that we're doing. So with that, I'd love to hear from Belinda, who has also experienced TLI. Belinda? Hi, Christopher, Aaron. Hi, everybody in the room. Uh, yes, I have so many good things to say. Um, I actually did not know about TLI. I was in a conference for Legatus that somehow I got on the virtual Catholic conferences. I was on their regular mailing list because I'd attended a number of other conferences and I attended the Legatus conference and I just really yearned for other people who were in a career path who, you know, who were Catholic and who I could relate to and, and who would support and encourage me in my task as a Catholic back in the workforce again. And when I learned that Legatus is really for the people who are like in the upper echelons of big businesses, so they're Catholic CEOs and things like that, but they have a lot of uh, workers and make a lot of money. You have to have a certain um, level of income and level of employees to be in Legatus. So uh, when I, I don't, even remember, Christopher, how I came across TLI. I just know that all of a sudden I saw something about it. And I thought, I wonder if this is connected with Legatus. I wonder if this is kind of like a regular person's Catholic business group. And so I, I researched more about it. And I realized that uh, y'all were looking at, it was this time last year, y'all were looking at people to come into the program for the spring. And so I got into the the national program because I'm I live in Texas and uh, like Andres I did not think it was a good time in my life for this I had a lot of commitments and I'm just getting back into my field I was still studying for one of my exams which I got again uh, my license back um, I had let both of my professional licenses go to homeschool my children. And then I had to get back into the field and didn't know how I was going to do that without my licenses. So it was just a lot of stuff. I had to prepare classes for my Lone Star college classes. and But I I kept praying about it and um, <clears throat> it was a, I was able to work it out. And what I really loved about the program, like Aaron was saying, was all the um, speakers in the program or really like, if you want to call it that, subject matter experts. So if you've got somebody talking about um, Catholics and education, you're, you're t those people who are talking have been in this field for many, many years. One of the things I love the most about the program is the emphasis on excellence. 
on trying to do everything the best that we possibly can do. So we've heard that in this room. It comes straight from Christopher and Bishop Olmsted and wanting everything that the program does to be excellent. I saw that. I was a part of that. And I was a recipient of it. So every aspect of the program is set up so that we gain the very most that we possibly can from that night. So, you know, when I initially joined, I thought I was committing to, um, I can't remember now how many, 18 Wednesdays, you know, from six to nine, uh, my time. I do have, you do have readings that you read ahead of time. It's very similar to my Carmelite group. That's another reason I didn't know if I could do that uh, at that time because I'm in secular Carmelites uh, leading toward my first promise right now. And I have to do reading and then I have meetings with my formator and just trying to understand, uh, you know, what what's going on and how to do everything. It's like. Uh, I didn't know if I could prepare for them and also then prepare for TLI, but I was able to work it out because I got on a discipline and a structure in the mornings where I would do my readings so that I was prepared by the end of the time. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is I experienced that all the people who talked to us, all our mentors, everything, every aspect of the program was set up to to help us to understand what excellence is and how to do it ourselves. Like, in other words, you're a living example, Christopher, of what excellence is. I just love it. Um, it's it's what I felt at the end of everything. You have a, um, I can't bring up the word in my tired mind right now, but it's the feedback form that you send us, Christopher. Um, the um, You're asking constantly uh, for feedback and input on how to improve the program. So after each and every thing, whether it's a speaker or it's a retreat or it's a total program, they're going to send you a thing that says, please let us know how we could, you know, how you, how you received this, how we could improve upon this. And so I guess that's, you know, in, in my, all the things I could possibly say, I guess I just think these are the most important it was it was not like Aaron said, it was not a waste of my time and that I knew everything. Those subject matter experts in their field told me things that I thought I knew, but I didn't know. So that was really, really good. It filled in so many gaps for me. Just to give me a whole well-rounded picture of what the Catholic life is out there in the workforce. And then um, also. um got a, a beautiful perspective of what it's like to do work and try to be excellent in our Catholic faith out in our works uh, and bring Christ into every part of our life in the international aspect, because we have people from Africa and from Canada <clears throat> that uh, like, again, was shared. I'm still friends with these people. Like I'm friends with all the people in my class. I know that I could call up anybody at any point in time, and they would be here for me. I know. And so um, supporting Stella over in Africa with a, she's living what TLI is trying to help because she's actually doing a program for teenage mothers and she needs a board of directors and she needs, 
you know, funding and donations and seeing what it was like for another uh, class member, Sarah, who lives in Canada, and the restrictions that were there for COVID. And just, it was a really wonderful experience of not just the material, but also the people that were in the group. And like I said, I still have very good friends, brothers and sisters. I feel that I can always call on or count on. So these are just some of the thoughts I have. I don't want to take up too much time, but I have talked to many people about TLI. And I mean, if hopefully one day I'll have a lot of money and I can sponsor people to go into the program, because if I could, I just send at least 10 every semester, Christopher. But we'll see how that goes in the future. And um, just thank you so much for listening. And, you know, just, um, yeah, just that sense of we're all, we're all in this together. We're partners. We're brothers and sisters in Christ, and we're helping and supporting one another to bring our Catholic faith into the workforce. It's it's a beautiful thing. Thank you, Belinda. Thank you very much. That's a very very kind testimonial. Uh, I really I really uh, I'm grateful for your testimonial and and all of you, all of you who are here supporting TLI. This today we're talking about Tepeyac Leadership Initiative, the flagship program of Tepeyac Leadership Inc. And the way our mission and the way that, as Belinda is describing, continues to impact people, we're really humbled at what the program is accomplishing because it's all God. It really is all God. We're just trying to be faithful. And I would love to hear from Cecilia, someone who also went through the program, and I know that um, gained a lot from it. Cecilia, please tell us. Good morning. Thank you, Christopher, for the invitation to speak. Um, I think that Erin, Belinda, and Andres described Tepeyac leadership perfectly well. Um, I first learned about uh, TLI working at the diocese uh, through Christopher. And at first I thought, okay, well, I work for the church already, so I don't think this program is for me. Um, and, and that was the first year that the program had started. So um, not only that, I was also starting my MBA program. So for me, it was like, okay, I think I already have too much on my plate, but I still have had it in the back of my head. You know, I really want to go and try out that program. So the next year I applied and thankfully I did because um, I got to experience the program in person. And, and I think that's, there's a, a richness to, to be able to experience the program in person. Um, and, and I know that it continued on, um, in the following years and then, uh, with the online platform now, uh, nationwide. So, um, you know, I, I can't say, uh, more than, you know, what has already been said, but, uh, I'll be very brief, you know, for, for me, it was especially coming from a finance, uh, background and, and working currently in the finance industry. Uh, I, I see, you know, very secular, um, values and um, currently I'm, I'm reading a book on uh, morally responsible investing and uh, we're all called to to put our money where our, our conscience is and so uh, striving for higher ideals and um, you know putting uh, our faith uh, first and foremost in everything that we do in every decision that we make and how we live our life um, I got to uh, learn a lot from the leaders and the uh, presenters. Uh, I realized that I had a lot more to learn and I still have a lot more to learn about my faith. Um, I, I was inspired by many of my, my um, TLI cohort uh, colleagues and, um, you know, it was just very inspiring. Uh, I, I, 
I learn a lot and I still want to continue to give back. Um, one of the things that I, that I also learned was that, uh, you know, it's very important to be part of the church and, and participate and volunteer and be in many ministries. But even more important is to be that face in the secular world and being part of either a public office position or a, a school public school board and and it's something that still I'm discerning about I know Christopher has um, been motivating me to consider uh, taking on a, a public office position and it's it's a great deal of commitment and I am still discerning but I, I definitely see the importance of it and, and being that uh, voice, um, especially in these uh, positions where, uh, sadly, there's not a lot of uh, leadership, at least with, you know, that Catholic frame, framework. And so I would like to invite anybody here in the room that's still considering um, being part of the program to apply and consider it. It's, it's a time well invested and um, you will never regret it. You have you leave the program with uh, so much more um, knowledge and connections, and um, you know just uh, overall a great experience. And um, I think that's it. You know, it's just I think everything was said. Um, I I have built new friendships, um, and I just think that you know. There's so much more to do still. This is the perfect time for TLI, especially with the way things are going um, in society and politics and anything that you can think of. Everything seems to be kind of going in a different uh, opposition to what the faith is teaching us, uh, but definitely a perfect time to to um, be part of this. So um, that is all, Christopher, and um, thank you for the invitation to speak. Thank you, Cecilia. Thank you so much for your testimonial and, and your words and Erin's and Andres and Belinda's give me the opportunity and you remind, reminded me to talk about how the program transitioned into the virtual platform because you have mentioned, Cecilia, you, Erin, and Andres had the, the opportunity to experience TLI in person and, and, and perhaps it's a little difficult for you to understand how the virtual platform can still provide that which you value so much, which is the community that you were able to create along with your cohort and I, that I know that goes on because I know each one of you very well and each of the classes that graduated. And I know that each of the graduating classes becomes a really close-knit group, a support group. It's like you go through TLI and you find your tribe and then that's your support group. That's That's your something that you can always go back to uh, to find friends who will be there for you and, and to support you professionally and spiritually. I know that you found that and you experienced it through the in-person program. And you probably don't want to say it, but you're probably thinking, Erin, Cecilia, and Andres, I bet it's not the same. I bet you don't really get the same thing when you do it virtually. Well, I don't know that I can say that it's 100%, but I can say that it comes very close. And Belinda experienced the program just virtually, and she can tell you, and well, she already told you about it, but let me tell you what we did in order to transfer that level of connection, that one-on-one -on -one interaction that when the program was in person, you had, uh, when you arrived early or, or between breaks or towards the end, I remember when the program was in person, the, the program will finish here in Phoenix at 9 p.m., and people will hang out. At least until 9.30, <laughs> another 30 minutes just chatting because 
just the connections that took place among the program participants and the speakers as well, because the speakers are as engaged and interested in connecting with the participants. Uh, that took place in person. And we, when we went virtual, we thought, gosh, how can we transfer that into the virtual platform? So we created the weekly Zoom coffees. And here's what happens. Um, uh, another component of the program now is that every program participant is required to connect on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So visit with and, and meet uh, virtually, but on, on a one-on-one -on -one basis, one of their peers once a week. So in an 18th session or five-month program, uh, 18 sessions, every participant has at least an opportunity to connect in a, in a meaningful uh, way uh, on a one-on-one -on -one basis with 18 people in their in their program. And that's a pretty good chunk of, the, of every class. So the rest of the connections really do happen in the in the in the actual sessions because believe it or not, and this is why we we also uh, shifted from early on when we went virtual, we were using GoToMeeting. And then but but we realized one thing that we're doing, we were doing in person that we cannot do is the different exercises that we were doing towards the end of the program where we, where we would split the class into tables for discussion. And those, the participants really valued that time because you also build connections and, and you were split the class into smaller groups, sometimes groups of six, five, or even three. And, and, and you will have some discussion that will bring the class back together so that each table will share what they discussed. Well, we can and we do transfer all of that into the virtual platform because when we discovered that Zoom allows for breakout rooms, we immediately changed to Zoom and went from GoToMeeting to Zoom. And, and this is not a commercial, but Zoom has really worked out for us because we can still do the, the breakout rooms. We can split the class into small groups for exercises and different dynamics and all of that, along with the Zoom coffees. The Zoom coffees really have been key. We are able that to, even in the virtual platform, we are able to still continue to create very beautiful communities. So what does TLI give you? TLI gives you that terrific formation that most of the program participants uh, would attest to and would say that many of them will say that it's, it's a catalyst. It was a, really a catalyst in my career. That's where I got that from, uh, word from. They, they said it. Uh, but all of them also say that they love the community aspect of it. And we can do that even as, as a virtual uh, program. All of the sessions of TLI are now virtual and that's a permanent change. It's not going to go back. And, and the beautiful thing is that we still kept one in-person component. And that is, of course, the retreat. So one of the, perhaps the highlight of the program is the Virtuous Leadership Retreat. It takes place on a, a whole Saturday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It is everybody's favorite part of the program, the retreat. So we thought, no, if there was something that we wanted to keep in person, it would definitely have to be the retreat. And we've continued to develop the program and, and adjust it and make it better for program participants. And last year we had uh, the retreat uh, in person, but it's all there's always going to be uh, a possibility for people to do it to join in virtual if they have no choice, but we encourage them to do in person. And next year, for the first time, and we're thrilled about this, we're going to offer up two different locations where, uh, from where people can experience the program 
in person. They can either participate in Phoenix, Arizona, or Nashville, Tennessee. So every year, uh, the different three, three different tracks of the program will get a choice to do the retreat in Phoenix, Nashville, or as a last resource, virtually, if they have to, if they, if they can't travel. We don't have a lot of time left, but I would love to hear from Roxana, who's also a Tepeyac leader and just joined the stage before Erin closes, uh, closes up with her summary. Roxana? Hi, good morning, everyone. And it's always a pleasure to be here present. Um, and also wanted to wish Ceci a happy birthday. And then also wanted to share how um, it is a, a great program, definitely are listening in and who had not have not heard about this as um, it is a it is a big blessing to be able to have this especially now um, working in a secular um, organization nonprofit organization I know that this uh, definitely has been helpful and so it definitely hope. Oh. Unfortunately, we have lost Roxana, and I know that she has such great things to say. Uh, but we're going to then, um, in the interest of time, Erin, maybe do that summary and go back to Roxana. Oh, there, there it is. Let's let, let Roxana finish up. Roxana? Roxana, you're still muted. Okay. Erin, maybe maybe take it away with the summary. Yeah, sorry, Roxana. It seems like there's some technical issues. Um, but yeah, we would love to have you share. So hopefully in another room you can do so. Um, yeah, so another wonderful discussion today. As you guys saw, it was a little bit different. We were just talking about our, our program, Tepeyac Leadership Initiative, that this clubhouse room and Catholic Leadership for Civil Society was born out of. So um, it's very near and dear to our hearts and, and the reason really that we all gather here. So thank you all so much for participating and for those of you who shared your um, TLI testimonies and for those of you in the audience who listened in, um, what a great opportunity for all of us to talk about this today. So um, my summary will be slightly different because we're, yeah, just <laughs> bear with me. <laughs> um, but Christopher started by sharing the um origination story of TLI, you know, where did, where did it come from? So, um, Christopher had noticed, uh, a, through a civic leadership program he went through, um, that much of what is discussed or, or what is taught in the, in that program and, and similar programs like it, um, is that there's things that are against Catholic church teaching and, and it kind of correlates with the kinds of leaders we have today, which um, Christopher saw while he was going through that program and um, encountered some challenges even in within the uh, program with the participants um, in the same class as him because they were um, not seeing eye to eye on certain things, uh, rightly so, because perhaps these leadership programs are just not teaching um, the truths. So... He noticed that kind of disconnect um, and realized, you know what, we need to do something about this and brought the idea of Tepeyac Leadership Initiative to Bishop Olmsted, who is the bishop in the diocese of the Diocese of Phoenix, and um, 
from that TLI was born and, and TLI came into existence. So, um, from that we had, I think the first class was in 2018, I, I believe Christopher. Um, and it's been going strong since then. And we had several people share with us their own experiences today. So I'll just try to capture some of the things that, um, I wrote down from what they shared. So, um, first and foremost is that anyone who goes through TLI, um, really becomes a partner who continues to build TLI as, as we could see from everyone who shared today, everyone is very invested in the, um, friendships that they made, the people that they networked with in their own class and other classes, um, and they're passionate about uh, the mission of TLI and bringing that into their, their work and their personal life after they complete the program, so, which is so beautiful and which was um, shown through today's room. So um, I'll just uh, dive into a couple people's stories. So Andres said that one of his friends, I think, I believe his name was Felix, <laughs> told him about TLI. And, um, you know, Andres was kind of hesitant because... Timing is always interesting when, when great opportunities like this pop up. It seems to be some of the more busy times or, or just uh, chaotic times of our lives. But Christopher followed up by calling Andres and um, they met. And Christopher had an opportunity to share more about the program with Andres. And that was really kind of the key to that, was hearing from Christopher himself. Um, and Andres is such a great leader within our program and outside of it. So thank you for sharing today, Andres. Um, Belinda, you mentioned the emphasis on excellence that TLI has in pretty much everything that it does, from Christopher's leadership to the um, speakers and the, the teachers who um, are teaching the classes every week, um, to the retreat and the way that everyone um, presents themselves and engages in the content. So thank you for mentioning that because you captured it perfectly. I, I think that's so beautiful. Um, excellence really is kind of the key to TLI. Um, and many of us shared this similar thing, Belinda, you touched on it, that that the classes are, are filled, filled in so many gaps for you. And I, I mentioned something similar that, you know, I, I went into it thinking I I knew a lot and, and many of us learned way more than we expected to. And, and we were also deeply inspired by our peers and the people in the room with us. So I think we can all kind of, we all have a similar experience of that. Um, Cecilia, you said um, something so profound. Um, you said we're called to put our money where our conscience is. And obviously we're not talking about, you know, finances in this discussion, but the way that you um, talked about your role um, in your own work life, that's something that stu stuck out to you. And I think TLI really um, supports that. Um, we're called to, to put our time, our, our volunteer efforts, our, our money, of course, um, all the things that we do and the people we surround ourselves with, we're called to to put all of those things where our conscience is. And TLI certainly directs us to do that. So thank you for sharing that. Um, and then Christopher, you just mentioned some really great things that um, have kind of evolved throughout uh, the course of TLI. You talked about um, our small group discussions within 
the classes themselves and then these Zoom coffees and these one-on-ones that have come about um, since the program's inception that gives all of the participants to an opportunity to meet with one another, which I think is so crucial. So there's a lot more than just the content of the classes. There's a retreat. There's these small group discussions. There's these one-on-ones. There's the friendships that are built. It's it's all-encompassing. So um, I feel like everyone who talked today captured that as well. And of course, um, one of the things we discussed too is that this program is a catalyst in people's careers, which I think is um, something that we really need to make sure we highlight as we continue to share TLI with everyone is is that truly, and this comes from the participants themselves, this isn't something that Christopher or, or anyone um, who created TLI, like him and, the, and Bishop Olmsted came up with, it's the participants have said, like, TLI is a catalyst in my career, and I think that is important that we capture that, so... Thank you. That was kind of a hard summary to do this time around, but thank you for bearing with me and I will pass it off to you, Christopher. Good job, Erin. I know that was very difficult to do, especially in such short time, but thank you. Thank you. You did it masterfully. So uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Please follow Erin and me. I also invite you to keep the conversation going in our Telegram group where you can also find the image of the week. Find the direct link link in Erin's or my profile so you can join that Telegram group. Also, don't forget to join the Catholic Professionals Club here on Clubhouse. Join us live on Clubhouse Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. If you like what you heard today, listen to it again or share it to our weekly podcast. You can find it in all of the platforms. Just look for Catholic Leadership for Civil Society and you will find it. And this very conversation will become a podcast and it will be published there as well. Remember, why are we doing this? And we invite you to join us every week. Just remember that we're doing it as a response, as an answer to the reality that we're living on right now. We believe that the the mission that we have, that we're uh, executing, carrying out through Catholic Leadership for Civil Society and Tepeyac Leadership Initiative, it's, it's nothing but what society, the current times, are calling for. This is an invitation for each one of us to step into the leadership role that God has for us in civil society. Because if not now, when? And if it's not us, who? Thank you very much. Have a wonderful week.